0: In today's show, the Bitcoin mining difficulty just fell by a record 28%, but will this help the Bitcoin price recover? As Glassnode Analytics points out right here, this is the largest downward adjustment in history. You can see this massive 28% drop. We'll also be checking out the latest Bitcoin price versus hash rate analysis from Timothy Peterson. And As Willie Wu points out, Bitcoin user growth at all-time highs for 2021, but crypto Twitter traders are saying it's definitely a bear market. It's not all adding up, right? And RecCap Capital points out, Bitcoin has successfully turned 33000 into support, so congratulations to the bulls. By doing so, Bitcoin has formed its third higher low, and according to the Wyckoff accumulation schematic, this is the final higher low in phase C. Phase D awaits. That's right. Let's go, BTC. Also in today's show, Bitcoin and Ethereum supply are dropping on major crypto exchanges. Changing tide favors the bulls, according to sentiment Analytics. As you can see here, Ethereum hodlers continue to make history by lowering the percent of Ether held on exchanges to its lowest ratio since November of 2018. And for Bitcoin, you can see the Bitcoin exchange supply back down to levels last seen on January 6th, 2021, which makes this almost the lowest point in the past six months. And as pointed out here, this is a good sign for the bulls as funds moving away from the exchanges lowers the risk of major sell-offs. I'll be breaking all this down for you. Also in today's show, major stablecoin shakeup is underway as Tether USDT loses grip on Ethereum dominance, according to Masari. That's right, as Ryan walk in shares in the coming weeks it is very likely that USDT share of the stablecoin supply on Ethereum will fall below 50% for the first time USDC is quickly emerging as the dominant stablecoin on Ether in large part to its growing role in DeFi also in today's show we'll be discussing why a $1 million Bitcoin price isn't that crazy after all that's right a $1 million BTC could be in our future a lot sooner than you think i'll be breaking down why that is here in today's show we'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market Market. Hallelujah, a weekend pump. It's about time we have Bitcoin, Ethereum and all the major altcoins currently breaking out in the green, but where is the Bitcoin price likely to go next? Find out all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey what's good cryptopreneurs? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at Crypto News Alerts net. Again, that's crypto news hidden fees. They're also backed by the largest names in the industry, including Winklevoss Capital, Coinbase, Morgan Creek, as well as Fidelity. So to go ahead and take advantage of this $250 crypto bonus with a deposit of $25 or more, go ahead and visit BlockFi.com forward slash crypto news alerts. Once again, that's BlockFi.com. Dot com forward slash crypto news alerts, And let's start stacking those sats shall we? All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV. Hope you're enjoying your weekend thus far. It's nice to see the Bitcoin price pumping. Once again, Bitcoin has recorded its biggest mining difficulty drop of nearly 28% today on July 3rd. But one model suggests that the Bitcoin price will not bottom until October. In a series of tweets on July 2nd, investment manager Timothy Peterson flagged the relationship between Bitcoin price and Bitcoin price. And hash rate as arguable evidence that the dip is not over and the current hash rate average for the past seven days is 87. 0.62x the hashes per second. Now the Bitcoin mining difficulty dropped by an estimated 27.94% on Saturday this morning at block height 689,472, which is the biggest in Bitcoin history. As Coin previously explained, the drop is in response to the ongoing miner migration out of China and the subsequent loss of the hash rate. Now for the miners still at work, the decrease will be something of a profit boost. Difficulty automatically accounts for changes in the hash rate, making it more attractive to mine when. It drops. Miners in flux are not expected to return to their craft completely for several months or at least a few weeks. And in that time, difficulty will likely increase again as hash rate goes up, more competition and more power competing for the same set reward. Now, it is a classic mantra amongst Bitcoiners that the price follows the hash rate. I know Max Kaiser talks about this very often, but if that is true, one model charting the phenomenon is painting a sobering picture of future price behavior. Peterson noted that the relationship between the price and the hash rate is useful when it comes to marking macro price stops and accompanying chart shows spikes in 2013 and 2017, corresponding to stops which held for an entire four-year halving cycle. 2021 looks very similar, but since the May capitulation, the relationship has been trending towards one, the point at which the Bitcoin price should have fully corrected. And quoting Timothy Peterson, based on the current trend, this bubble would finish collapsing by October 31st. And he goes on to share, the ratio includes any combination of a higher hash rate and lower price. So increasing hash rate and stable price also resolves the bubble. In other words, the return of miners is likely to prevent further price dip episodes of the magnitude seen recently, but the bulls may still need to wait longer than desirable to see higher levels return, which is an important caveat which came from Peterson who cautioned that there are many things wrong with such a simple model and that he himself does not use it. This model is not the only source catering to a return to form for Bitcoin in the latter half of the year. Analysts have likened 2021 to both previous top years, these seeing a first local price peak a correction and then a surge to the ultimate top later on. Where do you feel the ultimate top for this Bitcoin price cycle will likely be? Do you feel Max Kaiser's prediction of two hundred twenty thousand before the end of this year is doable? Let me know your honest thoughts below. I also like to point out that the Stock the Flow X model predicts a two hundred eighty eight thousand dollar Bitcoin price. Now, after Bitcoin posted its third consecutive monthly red candle, meanwhile the Stock the Flow price model echoed the start of twenty nineteen, just after the pit of Bitcoin's last major bear market. The next six months, Creator Plan B says will be critical for its utility. Now checking out this tweet from statistician Willie Wu, he points out that Glassnode data shares Bitcoin user growth at all time highs for 2021, which we all know is a great bullish indicator, but crypto Twitter traders be like, it's definitely a bear market. So which is it? Are we still in a bull market or have we flipped to a bear market? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below. And Rec Capital tweeted, Bitcoin has successfully turned 33,000 into support by doing so. Bitcoin has formed its third higher low. And according to the Wyckoff accumulation, Schematic. This is the final higher low in phase C. Phase D awaits. And phase D is when we break back above $40,000. And before I break down our next story of the day, Bitcoin and Ethereum supply dropping on major crypto exchanges, which is changing the tide to favor the bulls, according to sentiment, as well as major stablecoin shakeup underway as Tether USDT loses grip on Ether dominance, according to Masari, as well as I discuss why a $1 million Bitcoin price isn't that crazy after all. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market. We can see Bitcoin, Ethereum, and all the major altcoins currently in the green, which is definitely a great bullish indicator. With Bitcoin up 4%, trading above $34,500, we have Ether up 8.3%, trading above $2,200. Binance Coin up 5%, trading at $294. Chainlink up 5.7%, trading at $18.54. And Polkadot up 5%, trading at $15.63. All right, now let's break down our next story of the day. A leading crypto analytics firm is assessing the state of Bitcoin and Ethereum. According to sentiment, the amount of Ethereum held by crypto exchanges is now at its lowest level in more than two and a half years. Quoting them right here, Ethereum hodlers continue to make history by lowering the percent of Ether held on exchanges to its lowest ratio since November of 2018. As you can see right here, Ether supply and exchange ratio sees major drop, matching its lowest exchange percentage in 30 months, which is a pretty big deal. The crypto analytics firm argues that this drop is bullish for the second largest crypto, quoting them here, dropping below 18% for the first time in 31 months lowers the risk of a future major sell-off. Santiment says that Bitcoin is witnessing a similar situation, albeit over a shorter time frame. quoting Santiment here, following Bitcoin's mid-May dip, the supply of Bitcoin sit-in on exchanges has steadily fallen back down and locked away for safekeeping by hodlers. Where my hodlers at? Write hodl in the comments below. This is a good sign for the bulls as funds moving away from the exchanges lowers the risk of major sell-offs. As you can see here, the Bitcoin exchange supply back down to levels last seen on January 6th, 2021. Now Santiment says that the amount of Ethereum in the hands of large investors has recently reached the highest level in nearly four years. Quoting them again here, our whale track and data indicates that Ethereum whale addresses holding 10,000 plus coins now hold 70% or more of the supply for the first time since September 2017, which you can see right here in your screen. Now check this out. In addition, Santiment says that this week Ethereum's address activity has exceeded Bitcoins for the first time ever as its price rebounded from levels last recorded In March, sentiment shares for the first time in crypto history, Ether address activity is above BTC address activity as prices have soared back above $2,100. Now, the crypto analytics firm adds that the increase in Ethereum address activity has caused a noticeable rebound in the prices of altcoins. As they share here, altcoins have enjoyed quite the major resurgence over the past 36 hours or so. Much of this can be attributed to Ether's address activity pop that saw it surpass even bitcoins. That's right. And before I break down our next story of the day, major stablecoin shake up underway as Tether USDT loses grip on Ethereum dominance, according to Masari, as well as we discuss why a $1 million Bitcoin price isn't that crazy after all. But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap, sitting back above $1.4 trillion with 62 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the Bitcoin dominance back on the decline at 45.4%, with the Ether dominance at 18% even. And checking out the top gainers within the top 100, we have Compound up 23% for the day and 73% for the week, trading at $380. Ave up 20% for the day and 45% for the week, trading at $262. Quant up 19%, trading at 80 bucks and near protocol, up 17% for the day, trading at $2.28. Now checking out the top losers within the top 100, we have nothing but stable coins. That's because most of the major altcoins are currently pumping and in the green, at least the top 100, which is definitely a bullish indicator. And out of this list of the top gainers, which altcoins are you currently? currently most bullish on during this bull run? Let me know in the comments below. Now checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated a 24 in extreme fear. Yesterday was a 21, last week a 20, and last month a 24 as well in extreme fear. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, extreme fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That can be a great buying opportunity like we're witnessing right now. BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. All right, now let's break down our next story of the day. Masari crypto research analyst Ryan Watkins predicts Tether, USDT, will lose its majority status as a stablecoin on the Ether blockchain in the coming weeks. Masari's data shows that the fall of USDT is due to the rise of USD coin, which is USDC, which was developed by the Center Consortium founded by Coinbase and Circle, quoting Masari here: in coming weeks, it is very likely USDT share of the stablecoin supply on Ethereum will fall below 50% for the first time. USDC is quickly emerging as the dominant stablecoin on Ethereum, in large part due to its growing role in DeFi. The Masari research analyst says that USDC is currently the preferred stablecoin in decentralized finance, better known as DeFi. Quoting Masari here, over 50% of the USDC supply now sits in smart contracts, equivalent to $12.5 billion. Although this percentage is not as high as stablecoin die, USDC leads by a wide margin in dollar terms and has become the preferred stablecoin in DeFi, for now. Among the roles USDC is playing, according to Watkins, is assisting in the stabilization of the largest decentralized stable coin by market cap issued by the Ethereum-based decentralized autonomous organization, MakerDAO. Quoting them again here, unsurprisingly, lending protocols, MakerDAO, Compound, and Aave are the largest consumers of USDC, holding about 23% of the USDC supply. USDC and MakerDAO is primarily used to support the DAI PEG via the PEG stabilization module. Now, the cryptocurrency research and as that on the Compound and Aave DeFi platforms, USDC is used to generate interest, and the popularity of the stablecoin will grow with the launch of Compound Treasury, a product aimed of getting institutional investors into decentralized finance. USDC and Compound and Aave is deposited to earn yield with the pending launch of the Compound Treasury and a swath of initiatives centered around Circle's DeFi API. It will be very likely this trend will continue, meaning more dollar liquidity will funnel into DeFi. So there. have it? How many of you are currently bullish on decentralized finance? And which stablecoins do you primarily use? Is it USDT or USDC? Let me know in the comments below. Now, before I break down our final story of the day, we have a discussion on why a $1 million Bitcoin price isn't that crazy and that a $1 million Bitcoin price could come in our future a lot sooner than you think. But first, I want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for a detailed analysis of what's going on in the crypto market. This goes for all 825 plus videos right here in my youtube channel also have some very helpful resources for you to plug right into including my daily letter which goes out to over thirty thousand subscribers every single day to subscribe visit letter.cryptonews also have a blog i update daily which could be found at cryptonewsyes.com also be sure to smash that subscribe button and hit that bell icon to turn on all notifications to receive daily premium crypto news alerts every single day including weekends just like this you can also find me on all the major podcasts and platforms from spotify the home of the Joe Rogan experience, to Apple's iTunes and Google Play. You can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Crypto News, yes. And for those of you on Facebook, I do have a private crypto Facebook group entitled Crypto Alchemy. To join it, click this link, request to join. I'll be sure to plug you in. And for those of you on Telegram, I do have a private crypto Telegram chat. Be sure to plug in. And for those of you on TikTok, be sure to follow me there. All right, now let's break down our final story of the day. For many critics and Bitcoin trolls, a $35,000 or more Bitcoin price Price is already too high. They tend to point to a lack of real world use cases and applications for the Bitcoin network as proof that the system is a little more than a Ponzi scheme. But the reality is that the crypto asset is already in heavy use today as a store of value. I mean, look at El Salvador. They adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. Doesn't get any better than that. And this underlying utility of Bitcoin could potentially take its price to $1 million per BTC. How many of you feel that it's inevitable for the king of all crypto to eventually reach a $1 million per coin? how at your boy in the comments below. Now, moving savings out of inflationary currencies, Bitcoin is often referred to as digital gold, but the situation is a little more complex. Gold has historically operated as the preferred store of value from a monetary perspective, but many other assets have also acted as alternative stores of value under the current fiat currency standard. I also like to point out that most of the gold is being hoarded by the central banks anyways, and they control and manipulate the price action. Just saying they can't do that with Bitcoin because it's decentralized. And when a currency such as the US dollar is inflation, People often look for alternative investments such as traditional stocks, real estate, as well as government bonds to avoid depreciation of their savings. Cryptocurrencies are now a part of this list of alternative investments, and they even stand to disrupt some of these other assets. That's right. Bitcoin disrupts the legacy financial system as well as stocks real estate, and all these other industries. Now, getting to $1 million per BTC, although there are currently 6.25 new Bitcoin issued by miners roughly every 10 minutes, the total supply will be capped at 21 million, which we all know. This means a $1 million Bitcoin price would equate to a total supply valuation of 21 trillion once all the coins have been mined, ignoring the millions of coins that have likely been lost forever. That's right, there was recently a story of one of the top Bitcoin hodlers who recently drowned in an accident. Now, if he didn't pass those private keys onto his hairs. Those coins are gone forever. Now, is the valuation realistic? Let's take a look at some of the markets Bitcoin could disrupt as a store of value. The size of the global bond market was recently estimated at $119 trillion by the Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association. At the same time, yields earned on many of those bonds are at near all-time lows. In fact, $18 trillion worth of those bonds have negative yields. It's not a crazy thought. In the current state of the bond market, Bridgewater Associates Chief Investment Officer Ray Dalio, recently said he'd personally rather own Bitcoin than bonds. Of course, because Bitcoin is a greater appreciated asset, unlike bonds. I mean, how many of you would rather hold bonds than BTC would make no sense, right? Now, let's imagine, for example, that HODLers of 10% of the global bond market valued at $11.9 trillion want to sell their assets for Bitcoin. They can't, at least not at the current prices, because there's currently less than $1 trillion worth of Bitcoin in existence, and only a subset of the total Bitcoin supply is available for sale at any given price. In other words, bond couldn't buy that amount of Bitcoin, meaning the price would have to massively increase to absorb the buy orders. It's a simple case of supply and demand, better known as stock the flow. Now let's imagine a quarter of the gold market moved into Bitcoin. That would equate another three trillion of buy pressure. Now say two percent of the roughly three hundred trillion held in the global equities and real estate markets move into Bitcoin, then that's another six trillion dollars. You see what I'm saying here? We're looking at twenty point nine trillion worth of hypothetical buy pressure from these four markets alone including bonds, gold, stocks, and real estate. The opportunity for upside is potentially exponential. Also remember that not all coins are for sale, meaning the total value of the Bitcoin market would be far greater than $20.9 trillion if all of this money were to move into the crypto asset. That's right, you had people like Michael Saylor, Michael Strategy, who holds over 105,000 BTC, and guess what? He's not selling. Now, some estimates put the effect of new buy orders on Bitcoin's market cap at 25X the value of the purchases, So from this perspective, 1 million looks quite conservative. You can say that again. While this buy pressure certainly isn't likely to happen by tomorrow, Bitcoin certainly stands to benefit from shaky global markets and uncertainty as an exciting new asset class. That's right. The total addressable market is hundreds of trillions of dollars. So with a Bitcoin market cap of currently less than 1 trillion, you can see the massive growth potential from here to grow exponentially. I would not be shocked and surprised if the Bitcoin price hits $1 $1 million per BTC by 2025. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments right down below. Now for a quick recap, what I cover with you here in today's show, Bitcoin mining difficulty just fell by a record 28%. Also in today's show, we discuss Bitcoin and Ethereum supply dropping on major crypto exchanges, changing the tide to favor the bulls, according to sentiment analytics. Also in today's show, we discuss major stablecoin shakeup underway as Tether, USDT, loses grip on Ethereum dominance, according to new reports by Masa. Also, in today's show, we discuss why a $1 million Bitcoin price isn't that crazy. After all, now we can see a $1 million Bitcoin price in our future a lot sooner than we think. So where do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to go next? Let me know in the comments